This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Profitability Movement. Google profitability-movement to join this community of business owners focused on building profit, increasing wealth, and giving back. Thank you for joining us. Here is how we will help your business and you today. This is part two of budgeting. In the last podcast, I talked about seasonality and making sure you get your seasonality average correct. And we talked about the advertising tab. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about the overhead tab and the sales tab and putting the whole thing together. So let's talk about the overhead tab. You know what you did overhead-wise this year. The What you really and truly don't want to do is say, okay, I want to add 5% to all of our expenses, and that's going to be my overhead for next year. Nah. Let's assume you're hiring more people. You're more field people. So you expect to hire a person in April, so your fuel budget in April should go up. Your budget for your iPads and phones and things like that in April will go up. So do it for real. Don't just add 5% to whatever. And I promised you your insurance is going up. It's going to get crazy again. So figure out what you expect your insurance to go up. And unless your insurance renews on January 1, um, you're going to have a few months at what you're currently paying and months at the new rate. Make sure that you put that in your overhead budget. Then you're going to look at other things. You know, we have gas, we have vehicle expenses, we have personnel, we have payroll taxes and, and all those sort of fun things that we have to pay just to keep the doors open. Some of them might just go up by 5%. Some of them might not go up at all. I mean, if your rent is the same for five years, then guess what? Rent in 2022 is going to be the same as rent in 2023. I mean, you know, utilities may not go up 5%. It, it, you really need to take a look at what the expenses were this year and whether you think they're going to go up or they're going to stay the same. And do that for every line item on your um, overhead part of your P&L. And then you estimate the overhead for 2023. Boom, it's done. All right, now, I did, you know, I explained that in a couple of minutes. The reality, it's going to take you more than a couple of minutes to find out what's going to go on with respect to insurance and what you expect another person who will be hired in whatever month is going to earn. Don't forget payroll. You remember that payroll taxes are important whether that person is a overhead person or whether that person is a um, cost of goods sold or, or you know, revenue producing person depends upon whether that person payroll goes into overhead. If they're a revenue producing person, their payroll goes into cost of goods sold other than training, meeting and those types of things. Um, if they're an overhead person like a receptionist to answer the phone, somebody to handle marketing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera that person actually goes into overhead. So depending upon where the person is that you will be hiring, tells you whether you're putting it in cost of goods sold or you're putting it in overhead. Even if you're adding a cost of goods sold employee, you're going to have additional overhead expenses. You're going to have additional truck expenses. You're going to have additional phone and tablet and whatever else expenses. So all of those things have to be added to your overhead section of your budget. All right, so 
it's not hard to do it. Just take a look at what you spent this year, determine what the increases will be for next year, and then you've got an overhead budget for the year. All right, now we get into the sales budget. All right, now, the way I like to do sales budget is I take every single field employee who's revenue producing, we have their hourly rate or their salary, and we actually calculate what their truck needs to produce based on their hourly rate. So if somebody's getting $40 an hour or somebody's going to get $50 an hour or whatever else it is, the really easy way to do this, and it's a good average, is to take their hourly rate times 2080, which is 40 hours a week for 52 weeks. And yes, I know there'll be vacation and overhead and non-productive time and everything else like that. But this is a really good estimate, all right? So we take that and then we add to it your overhead cost per hour times 2080 plus the net profit per hour you want to make times 2080. So basically you add salary or hourly wage plus overhead cost per hour plus net profit per hour you want to make, add those three numbers up, multiply by 2080, and that's how much that particular truck minimum has to do. And that works pretty well for service. Um, we can do the same thing for projects and guys who are in crews and things like that. Remember, if you're doing a crew type thing, then your overhead cost per hour is probably going to be different um, because it's going to be doubled because you have two guys. Your net profit per hour is going to be doubled because you have two guys and your direct labor for those two guys is going to be double, all right? So from that perspective, that's the minimum amount that they need to generate for that particular truck. If all they're doing is replacements, then you're gonna to have to add what you estimate the, the equipment costs there to be for, those, for, those, um, for that crew. So each person has a revenue requirement each crew has a revenue requirement and they all know what it is because they know you know what it is based on their hourly wage. And some of them are doing it, and some of them aren't right now. The ones that are doing it, I would suggest that you consider giving them a raise so that they are actually generating, you know, their salary justifies, their raise justifies how much their truck is bringing in. And those who aren't doing it, you have to have an unfortunate, not fun conversation because you're in a situation that they're not producing enough for their amount that you're paying them. And if they don't know it, guess what? You can't just say we're cutting your salary and that, they'll quit at that point. But it's really a conversation from the perspective of, all right, we calculated the revenues that your truck needs to bring in based on your you know, hourly rate that we're paying you and it's X. Right now your truck is generating Y. What do we need to do in 2023 to bring it up to what X is? And you get their buy-in and you get their help and you and and you talk to them every week with respect to um, you know where they are with respect to what the revenues were for a day, what the revenues were for their week. And so they know where they are every week and they know whether they're meeting budget and they know whether they're not meeting budget. So that's the revenue piece or the sales piece. And that ports over into the overall um, budget. 
So everything ports. We have the advertising and marketing plan that ports over into the overhead. We have seasonality, which ports over into revenues because revenues will be based on seasonality. You know, if it's 200,000 a year, if it's 240,000 a year, it's not $12,000 a month because we're in a seasonal business. So it allows them to have lesser month revenue and higher month revenue, depending upon your seasonality. So we have seasonality in there. We have our overhead in there. We have our advertising in there. And it creates this phenomenal budget for you. And after the break, I'm going to explain to you how to use this budget every day and every week and every month. So if you'd like to see what the template's all about and you um, are interested in using it next year for 2023, just go to hvacchannel.tv and click on products and you will see the budgeting template there. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Many times relatives are recruited to do your company's books without knowing how to do the books. Or you hire a bookkeeper who really doesn't know bookkeeping. If this is you, then your books are probably inaccurate. You probably pay more taxes than you should, and you rarely look at a P&L and balance sheet because you know they are wrong. What do you do? Have your bookkeeper enroll in Ruth King's Contractor Bookkeeping Basics. After completing this online course, your bookkeeper will know bookkeeping. You'll get accurate financial statements that help you make good business financial decisions. To enroll, click on the link in the show notes or call us at 770-729-0258. Enroll today. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. We're now in the home stretch of the budget. We've talked about questions to ask all of your team members and where they want to go next year. We've talked about the seasonality tab. We've talked about advertising and marketing. We've talked about the overhead tab and putting everything together into a budget, which just generally ports into it once we have all the different pieces of it. In this final segment, I'm going to talk to you about how to use it. Um, normally, what happens is you dump, I hate to use the word dump, let's put it this way, you enter the data on a monthly basis for whatever your overhead costs were for the month. The first thing you've got to make sure you're doing is we're not matching apples and oranges and we don't have fruit salad, which means that we have revenues for a month, we have those direct expenses for those months so that the gross profit is consistent. Then we put in the overhead costs and we look at where we are based on what the budget was for the month of January, for example. And then the revenue piece of it actually goes into a separate spreadsheet where we've defined the daily sales based on the number of working days for each month, as well as what holidays are in each month. And the seasonality takes care of itself. And the guys know, all right, this week we did X number of dollars. Our budget was Y. We're ahead of budget or we're behind budget. And the months that they're, or excuse me, the weeks that they're actually on vacation, they get a zero in revenue for that month. And they still have to make up their budgets. They don't realize this in the beginning part of it, but at some point they'll kind of get it and they'll do a little bit more every single week or every single day so that they can actually make their budgets. Now, 
Here's the thing you all need to remember about that. If you are paying them based on what their truck revenue is, you have to give them enough work so that they can make their revenue numbers. It's not fair to them to give them a revenue number of X, but you're only giving them enough work for four billable hours a day. Uh-uh, that's not fair to them. So, you know, when you're using these types of budgets and these types of budgeting methods, make sure that the marketing and advertising that you are planning allows for, you know, 80%, 85%, and obviously in busy times, 100% or more of their ability to bill eight hours a day, all right? So, you know, it's not fair to them if you they don't have the work that you're generating and it's not their responsibility to generate the work, right? It's marketing and advertising's responsibility. It might be your dispatcher's responsibility, but it is not the field employee's responsibility to generate work. You know, I often get, you know, this job was really, really profitable, but our P&L shows that we're not profitable. Well, duh, if they're only billable four out of eight hours a day, even if you have profitable jobs, it's not going to give you a profitable P&L, you know, over the long term. They have to be busy billing at least 75% of the time. And we're going to talk about billable hours um, in the next podcast, which is very separate from the billing piece. I mean, the budgeting piece of what you need to do for 2023. So just remember that the budget is a living, breathing document. And if in January you were over revenue, but your gross profit was under budgeted gross profit, why did you have additional cost in January than was budgeted? You know, you need to ask, ask that question and dig into it when it's still January. Doing it six months later is not going to help you. And that's why this is a living, breathing document that you look at every week so that everybody knows where they are with respect to budgeted revenues. And you look at it every month with respect to overhead costs and direct costs so that you can actually know that your, your bottom line, your profit for that month is budgeted. Now, in a lot of cases, we will underestimate revenue and overestimate cost so that we make sure that we make a budget or excuse me, a profit that we necessarily want to. I don't suggest doing that. I mean, there are some contractors who do that all the time because they like to beat their budget estimates. You know, here's my thing. I would love if I'm going to do that, which I generally don't. But as we're going through the year, if we're not making our revenue number, but we're making our gross profit and we're making our net profit number, I could care less if we're not making our revenue number. The most important thing that you need to do, assuming this is what you want to do in 2023, is to make your net operating profit number. All right. The other thing you have to be careful for is if you've got expenses from 2022 or previous years, they do not go into your operating budget for 2023. And here's what I mean. Let's assume that you wrote off somebody who didn't is not going to pay you, but it was work done in 2022. That is not bad debt for 2023 into your overhead. That is an other expense below your net operating profit because it affected last year's numbers. 
Likewise, if you are doing a budget, excuse me, and if you're doing bonuses for 2022, they are accrued in 2022 and they are not on your budget and your overhead expenses for 2023. So this budget is an operating budget for what needs to happen on a day, week, and month basis for 2023. Anything that happened in previous years is not part of this budget. Yes, it's still an expense to your business, but it goes in other income or other expenses, which is not part of this budget. Okay, I just wanted to make that really, really clear because it's important to look at the numbers based on revenue, direct expenses, and um, gross profit overhead for this year to give you your net operating profit for a particular month in a particular year. That's it. That's as easy as it gets. The first time you do it might take a little longer. As you get through the process and as you get managers who are doing this particular process rather than you as an owner and you can combine everybody, um, each department's budget into the overall company budget, it becomes a little easier on, on you to do the budgeting, but you still have to oversee it and you still have to look at the numbers every day, every week and every month. Can't get out of that piece as an owner. You can't abdicate the responsibility for the financial side of your business. So if you want to take a look at the budgeting template, go to hvacchannel.tv and click on products and it's there. Thank you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.